If you're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums, is here before you die. So we'll be talking about Happy Mondays, bummed. In the room I have Rob. I'm just candy flipping over here. <laughs> and on the line I have Ben. Present. And Kyle. Well, hi. Bummed is the second studio album by the English rock band Happy Mondays, released no- November 1988 on Factory Records. The producer was Martin Hannett, and the genre is Manchester Psychedelic Funk. I'm going to read... Madchester? <laughs> Madchester. Sorry. Madchester uh, Psychedelic Funk. I'm going to read from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Only a year after the intermittently thrilling Squirrel and the G-Man, Happy Mondays snapped into focus on its sophomore album, the 1988's Bummed. Focus is an odd word for the persistently addled, violently hedonistic Mondays, yet Bummed has its own particular drug logic, looping in view with the two-stepping country song. A cut so twisted it goes far beyond irony, then settling into the, the dense groove of moving in with. It's hook buzzing and circling, causing a cacophony. Such vivid concrete textures are a hallmark of producer Martin Hannett, uh, the legend who has been brought on board to give the Happy Mondays direction by doing the opposite of what he did with Joy Division. His production for Unknown Pleasures was stark, austere, but bummed is all smeared colors with harsh edges, a fistful of razors and menace cutting viciously into the subconscious. This is nasty, nightmarish music delivered with a leer by Sean Ryden, a hallucinatory, accidental poet portrayed on the album's garish cover as some kind of harlot put out to pasture. Decadence has rarely sounded as dangerous as it did on the hand at the hands of the Mondays, and this is where they reveled in that debauchery, pumping out stiff psychedelic funk as writers spat out rhymes of luck, uh, lazy-itis, and fat lady wrestlers. And its bright, brittle production amplifies everything, creating a swirling hyper-reality that's almost a sonic black hole sucking everything into its vortex. Slide guitars, sound clips from performance, uh, manically looped drum machines, Beatles melodies, drums that are pushed to the front of the mix, so it is all relentless, a relentless assault from the ears down to the loins. As jagged and lacerating as all this is, there's a sense of evil glee that the Mondays want to drag you down to their level. But there's no sense of seduction here, either with them or not, as bummed is music for after you've already succumbed to the dark side. All right, what do we think of Happy Mondays? Bummed. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. surprising. Like, it, it was a it was a slow burn for me. It, mm-hmm. it took same. Rob, me too. It took a while. It took like, the majority of the first half before I was like, okay, you got me. You got me. To be honest, it's ever since I first saw the movie Twenty Four Hour Party People, you know, which I watched because I had interest in you know, uh, Joy Division and New Order. And that that movie is obviously it's got Steve Coogan playing a set producer. And Tony Wilson, yeah. yeah, Tony Wilson. Tony Wilson, thank you. And it's got like Gollum playing the lead singer of the Happy Mondays. That is true. Andy Circus is the. Uh... <laughs> so like years ago, I was like, oh, let me check out the Happy Mondays, and I could not get into them. Yeah. And um, you know, the years go by, and I'm like, mm, I'm listening. You know, am I going to hear something out that really hooks me with the Happy? Because I never understood them like i knew their saga like I, I knew their story but i just couldn't get into them but after about the third listen of this record i was like i get it it makes me want to dance it's great it's doomy it's dark it's, it's awesome um I, I listened to this record I, 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 it took me a few times but I, I i enjoy it but i might be way off base here but when i listen to this record i feel like the feeling that I feel when I'm listening to this record is the feeling that Public Image Limited was hoping I would feel. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know? I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I got some pure Ubu, Ubu vibes um, early on, and I was like, I I didn't understand Happy... I had the same reaction. I didn't understand Happy Mondays because pure Ubu, I, I get it. It's like, okay, weirdness, angular guitar you know, sure. just, yeah. just bright. Everything is cacophonous. Happy Mondays sound like they want to go into a dancey direction, but at the same time, it's straddling a line that I couldn't quite grasp until, like you said, the second half of the record, I was like, oh, okay. So this is yeah. re- repetitive funk. This is picking up on a little bit of, you know, what Parliament was kind of doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's take drugs and just repeat and repeat and you know like have this this kind of evolutionary sound within the the band right everyone's dancing yeah. and, and and doing the thing this has a it's little kind of more just, dark edge though yeah it's just kind of a flashpoint between like all these things that were going on which did not resonate i don't think in the united states we didn't have anything like this we didn't have the rave culture until the 90s um <sighs> I mean, we had uh, right? the Detroit house scene that was going parallel with this. But it was nothing like, I mean, come on, we're talking about like, I mean, this is coming right after Blue Monday. We didn't have anything like Blue Monday in the United States, you know? Yeah. Um, the You know, this was sent over and this was right in between, like right when, you know, grunge was starting. And by the time this got to America, we essentially said no thanks. We were already moving on to to something else, and I think no this... thanks to your ex. We will take heroin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but this also led to like stone roses and shit. Like this is just such a. Uh, uh, I, I don't just... know. It's such an interesting bridge. Yeah, I think it really is. And there was it. It turned out to be you know 1988, 1989. Uh, as far as I can tell, in Manchester, this was the quote unquote summer of love. The yeah, sort of like, love too. Yeah. Yeah. Where everyone was doing drugs, dancing in the the pubs and having a great time and making this 
sort of post-punk dance music. I, I find that so amazing that they created their own sort of cacophonous scene where they just <laughs> became drug dealers and, and had a great wherever time. Wherever they went, the a scene yeah. sprout up. Like the, and it's something that like never they're, they're came labeled, here at all. Like, like, like the, the suits would like send them like, okay, we need to get them away from the Hacienda because they're just doing X all day long. So they send them somewhere else. It's so like some like small town. And then like a rave scene would pop up in that town because like the <laughs> Mondays were there selling everyone ecstasy. Hey, do you guys <laughs> like drugs? <laughs> I love that they, that, that was their idea. Oh, they'll concentrate if we just send them far enough away uh, and, and record these and be a serious band. Little did they know, I think they took how many pills with like, them? They, they took, a, they took 200 pills with them, <laughs> yeah. 200, and then they were out yeah. within a week and had to go back and get more. Yeah. Uh, Dez got arrested for marijuana, also while having hundreds of ecstasy <laughs> pills on him. Uh, sorry, Bez. Yeah. Um, but the cops didn't know what ecstasy was, so he didn't get busted on those. I love that. So can we talk about Bez for a second? Because I, I'd love it, to. It, se- it seems it like him. after Sean Ryder, like if you're if you're just doing a casual internet search of Happy Mondays, Bez is who pops up the most. Yeah. You know, like uh in pictures, it's normally like Bez and Sean or just Bez. Uh it's like He's the most. He's such a visible member of the band, and it just seems like his. Is it because he's their mascot? Yeah, yeah. He is because the, he just plays maracas, right? He plays percussion. He's a dancer. Yeah. Every time I saw him, he just looked like he was blitzed out of his mind, shaking maracas yeah, and his yeah. butt. Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah, man, Be- what a nice job, cool job. Bez was the only one that Sean uh, kept up with, like like post the band. He said that uh, he and Bez were like. Best buds and Bez was kind of like just a bad dog. Like they would like he would share his like gyro with Bez and the and they then at night Bez would go out and was supposed to get more gyros and he'd just leave for three days and then show back up like later like nothing happened. But yeah, they uh they they are still still well, at, good friends. At, at least he's Unless really carrying up his end of the sonic sound of the band. I think I mean I think that's interesting though. It's a I've seen some bands have that sort of it's like you pick a person to be the personification of your your like music, right? Are you yeah. talking about the Mighty Mighty Boston's? Avail. Sure. You know, there's there's plenty. <laughs> there's at least two. <laughs> so, Kyle, who was the band that the Acid House thing kicked in full force stateside? Was it EMF? I mean, EMF, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. It's it's hard telling, you know, that's that's a scene that I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it had a short time before it got full, full into rave culture. Right. And then it, I mean, this, was is, this is like U2's Octoon Baby. Like this is like a very flashpoint moment where there was like kind of this crossover from what was going on in the UK and um, alternative music here, which obviously completely changed in 90. 1991 was a very big year for music yeah. here in the United States. Um, We're on our way there. This uh, this album came out during the second summer of love. Yeah. Turns yeah. Out 80, 88. Give, give a thousand people or give hundreds of thousands of people ecstasy. You'll uh, you know, you'll you'll create your own little summer of love. Rob, do you want to create summer of love? Man, just 2022. 42 sweating. 
asking for yeah. a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Jiggling around. Yeah, sure. Let's, Summer let's get weird. of love. I don't know much about Acid House. Me neither. Is what I'm listening to right now on this album, is that considered Acid House? Or are the remixes that like Oakenfield would do with these songs, is that Acid House? Uh, no. They're both right. I mean, uh, I mean what do you think, Birch? No, I think that was Acid House is like from DJs in the in the mid 80s. So the remixes of this stuff. So the stuff yeah. that Eraser was doing would have been the Acid House. Here we go. The ABBA covers. I, I, I didn't I, know I, if if Happy Mondays were an Acid House band or if there's if their albums became Acid House after DJ started mixing with them. Once they start doing, um, we're, we're going to get their other album and you're going to see a lot more of pushing uh, drum electronic drums and moving into like dance and EDM and things like that. Like I listened to the song like Rope for Luck on the album. I like it a lot. And then I listened to like the big hit of it, like the the Paul Oaken. Am I saying it right? Oakenfeld? Oakenfield? Oakenfield. And his his remix instead of Rope for Luck is just called WFL. And it's like it's the same song gish, but his version is definitely it is definitely you know it's got like the big four on the floor beat. It's got like I'm like okay, this sounds more like of what I thought Acid House would sound like. As for as per like the one on the album, you know, it sounds kind of like dark, funky indie stuff. Like I didn't know if what I'm hearing on the album if that's Acid Acid House. No, I would. I mean, this is more if you want to say acid funk or psychedelic funk, I, I would say that this is much more in that that wheelhouse. We're, we're going to get acid house stuff and you'll you'll know it when you hear it. It's, it's a lot more of I mean, it's house music. This is, is it's like this psych- is still, psychedelic house music. Is that where the acid yeah, comes from? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, more resonance on the uh, on the filters. You're, you're going to have. um yeah, the next album that that we do for the Happy Mondays is, is going to be pushed a lot more in that direction. This is still, you know, the post punk mm-hmm. element. If Joy Division was not, you know, uh, what would you say? Not yeah, it's so it's, low. They were completely high. Sure. Yeah, it's it's wild because this label, like this record, I mean, as far as like sales, wasn't a juggernaut. No. No. Um, the, label the only thing that in. kept this label alive at this point was Substance by New Order, which is a fantastic release. Are we getting it? Uh, nope. Nope. Really? Um, I mean, it's a compilation. Oh, yeah. Okay. But oof. Yeah, the label dumped in 50,000 pounds to this record. I love it, and uh, yeah, I think it maybe came in fifty eighth on the uh, the British like charts. 
Yeah. Yeah, and this isn't the end of the Happy Mondays like fuckery with studios. No. This doesn't sound like the kind of album or even the kind of band that's going to quote unquote chart. Well, Joy Division. These aren't pop songs. Joy Joy Division did very well for Factory. Yeah. And this was this was the best thing that they had they had heard since Joy Division. So they were pushing it really hard, and like the whole Manchester like scene yeah. like we're we're Manchester. all about these guys. yeah Manchester. <laughs> i really like the album art i think it's cool yeah that was done by uh lead singer's cousin i like it yeah for two thousand pounds yeah I, I i had read that they got in some trouble with stores not wanting to carry it because the inner sleeve is just uh it's just a straight up Page from a porno maggot. But that's mag. the inner sleeve. Yeah, I mean, what's the problem with that? The, the British are stodgy well, people. Okay. Uh, I did like the cover. I thought it was very reminiscent of the music that's happening. It, that's it's great. Cover. Yeah, it, it really fits. It feels like a like smudged, you know, makeup or something after a long party, and you're you're feeling high, but at the same time, it's it might not be you might not be feeling your best. It could be a pulp cover. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was uh, really well recorded. Uh, They they recorded in August 88 at the Slaughterhouse uh, with a 36-track recording console. Yeah. State-of-the-art. And they they recorded it live. The producer was just like, do it again. Do it again. Yeah. I thought, all right, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it comes across, though, in in the recording that it's... It's well done. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's very it's unique. Recording. Not to continue to harp on this tiny documentary I watched about it, but there's literally footage of them playing all this shit live in the studio. Mm-hmm. It's fucking rad. Like, the, I thought that... I thought they had a uh, like a slide guitar on that first record or, or first first song, and it's a the country song. Yeah, it's just a, it's a strat that's tuned to an open string, and dudes just like doing all the slide guitar work on that. It's fucking cool, cool. man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Martin Hannett uh, was he had he had already sued Factory over like needing to get paid yep. uh, some some dollars. Uh, he's also like kind of drifted into serious alcoholism. So when the Happy Mondays went in to record this to keep him from drinking, they just fed him ecstasy. That's how you do it. That, yeah. That's how you. That's how you get someone to stop drinking. <laughs> Desperate times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know what I would think that the first album, like, well, you know, fuck that. The first album that was fueled by ecstasy would have been uh, Nonstop Erotic Cabaret. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe the or producer welcome, welcome to the pleasure dome. Or, or, or welcome to the pleasure dome. Oh, there we go. There um, we go. Which actually, I, on a couple of these songs, I got some uh, some Frankie okay. vibes off of it. Um, I mean, it's the repetitive nature of of what they're doing. Right? Also, production tricks. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, forty songs on the album. Yeah. Uh, there's only ten if you listen to the. I, w- I was joking about the oh, pleasure dome. The last one's lazy eyes. <laughs> oh, you're talking about pleasure dome. Yeah. Sorry. Back on this one. Um. Yeah, Martin Hannett, uh, just high as shit on ecstasy, uh, telling them to play, play it again, play it again, play it again, and uh, doing all kinds of weird ass shit with uh, this board and all the fun digital effects that like they had laying around the studio. Yeah, it's real neat. So Lennon McCartney got a writing credit on this album. Yeah, was that oh, the yeah. Lazy Itis? 
Yeah, for the melody. Yeah. <laughs> what is it aping? Tickets to ride. Reference? I think I'm gonna be sad. I think it's today. Yeah. Oh, he hasn't yeah. seen those words, but he sings that melody. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Lady uh, Lazy Itis was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Cool track. Super good track. I think that I'm only recently old enough to appreciate this record. I think if you had played this record for me a year or two ago, even, I don't think I would have vibed with it. Yeah, Ben, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I tried to get into this band like 20 years ago when I saw the 24 hour party people movie. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't care for this. But. if someone would have put it on at a party and it would have been you know loud and kind of dancey i feel i would have felt it for yeah, sure the way the way that 24 hour party people is set up it doesn't give the eight year space it took to get from joy division to this and to sure. be in that scene or at least like cognizant of the music that was coming out, this I think really fits way better than just like, well, I liked this. This is crap, you know, like it, it, yeah. it, it um, you know, just it just matured with the scene itself, uh, which I this book has taught me a lot about uh, the chronology yeah. and, uh, and how this stuff was like eventually built out. Yeah, uh, so Bez ran for uh, MP of Salford. And, yeah, uh, did he win? And Essels. <laughs> uh, this uh, party was the reality party, and the reality party ran on free energy, free food, and free anything. He did not win, unfortunately. What a what a different world. Oh, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bez was going to make some real changes around here. He was. Uh, <laughs> I did find a... a Negative take on this. Q's uh, Martin Ashton uh, says that the the band's warp vision of northern soul rhythms with stabbing guitars and Hammond organs, wayward sequencers, dislocated rhythm section, and surly sardonic vocalist. The only real failing is its lack of versatility, but it's Happy Monday's droppy spirit that counts most of all. I th- and I thought that was... That was probably well said. I mean, if there was, there's not a lot of variety, right? It's a one yeah. punch here. It's good, but it has that that one element. There's a lot of notes, but I'm pretty sure that you could clap along. You just set a metronome to the tempo. Yeah. And yeah, nothing. It would never really veer off. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense coming after, you know, let's say we have after new new order uh, or after uh, joy division and those sort of it's a little like gothy dancey elements and we've had what disco and all those kind of dancey elements this it's like the sloppy psychedelic dance right mhm it is something new definitely you know the only time i've ever done ecstasy was at uh, josh johnson's wedding 
<laughs> Only time. Uh, I did, did you put it on the Happy Mondays? Mm, I should have. Yeah, should have. So after this album came out, <laughs> instead I just crawled into a cabin and said, "I don't know where I live." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after this album came out, Bez missed uh, some of their shows in Ireland because he was arrested by his own dad yeah, <laughs> for breaking parole. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, Thanks, his, dad. his dad. His dad's a cop, yeah. and his dad arrested him for breaking parole. So they they had to uh, they had to hire someone else to shake maracas for a few days. Yeah, yeah and uh, wow. the the tour they went on for this record was opening for the Pixies. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, like that. Apparently, that would, have been, that. That would have been a wild show. They were secret label mates. Mm-hmm. Judas Priest. Yeah, I don't like to see that. How are they secret label mates? Pixies are four AD, correct? Yeah, I guess four AD picked up these guys for the uh, the international shit because uh, oh, Factory cool. didn't have the uh, distribution dis- distro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So yeah, it'd be Surfer Rosa. Eighty-eight, eighty-nine. I was gonna say yeah. what album? Surfer Rosa. Yep. Cool. Just about. Yeah, I love this. This sort of hedonistic. I don't know. It's been a while it's quite since, good. since we had a. <laughs> what would you say? A sort of hedonistic album that just sounds rough. And since Pill? Sounds rough. That That's a. And yeah. all over the place. Yeah. It's got that's, really good production. Though. I mean, that, that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah. I, I don't think that I would like this same album if it was presented to me i don't know i guess it then be a different album it's but yeah it, it, like i that that's absolutely the appeal to me yeah it's uh not is it baker's banquet i, I i'm yeah. having a hard time thinking of uh the stones album the double album let it bleed oh uh exile, exile. yeah, yeah sorry. this feels like <laughs> this feels like the exile on main street of of this sort of uh, scene, where yeah, it, I hear you, man. It's like get everybody in a room, whatever mm-hmm. you want, but we're making an album, and it feels a little loosey goosey, and but yeah, that's cool. Like if this album wasn't so loosey goosey, if it had lyrics that like really took them took themselves very seriously, if it sounded like something that was very much contrived and designed to sound like this, I would not be into it. But the fact that this album just kind of sounds like it it grew organically from the 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 residue of the ecstasy in their brains, you know, just like, it, like it, I'm always going to like that kind of stuff. I, I like w- whether it's Neil Young or or Happy Mondays. I you set up the mics and you let a band kind of get in their own element of whatever they're trying to do, and just kind of like let them just do their thing and and what and record it well. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't hurt that these guys are really good at like their instruments, even high as we're, shit on ecstasy. Th- yeah, were they actually? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're 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 very good. Yeah, they were. Oh. Are there on the few times I've listened to this, I haven't ne- necessarily heard anything that sounds like it's difficult to play. There's some fun walkie bass lines. The uh, I mean, the drummer is holding it down, but like the guitarist is doing some pretty interesting shit too. Okay. Yeah, and they are playing this stuff live, you know. That's true. Like, they're definitely like, they're, they they work so well as a unit, 
You know, like we said, it's a yeah. little bit loosey goosey, but factor in that it's all live and all of a sudden now it sounds tight. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't think I would have liked this album had it not been recorded live. I think if it had been like punched in, I don't think that I would, I don't think I'd dig it. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't sound organic. Except the energy right out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This, this really provides the, the, it's like, the, the room to like breathe. It, yeah. I, I, I like the vibe of this album more than I like, like the individual tracks. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's why I keep, yeah, talking about it as a, as a whole album and not picking out specific tracks because for me, it just kept, they kept bleeding into each other, right? Yeah. Lazy Itis always comes on with that. He's going to sing that sitar. Beatles melody. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a short uh, write up. It says, Where festivals and raves served as a setting where social restraints were suspended and hedonistic laughter was unleashed. In the UK. Sounds like the gathering of the juggalos. Yep. <laughs> In the UK, whether. At an illegal rave or at a Happy Mondays gig, a new world of art was out on public display as participants amped up on ecstasy or dressed up in BAF or baggy as fuck, color splashed <laughs> clothes hurled themselves into a collective Dionysus dance frenzy while the music pulsed through their very pores. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Nothing hurt and everything was beautiful. I'm glad I, I'm glad we got this. It, it makes a lot of sense, and I feel like it was. This is not a album that ever did anything in the states. Nope. Yeah, this is cool to actually sit down and, and check out. Like I said, after not understanding this band for like 20 years, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it, and, and they're really good. Yeah, and and they're totally like. Um, one of those bands that are super influential that didn't sell any records. Yeah. Catalyst. Yep. Yep. But they did sell a lot of drugs. They sold so. tons of drugs. They did. Maybe every, they made it for it. I have no idea. Birch, yeah. what'd you think? Uh, great. Yeah. Good album. Drug album of them. Uh, yeah. They're just doing it enough and uh, interesting that uh, I'm into it. Positive. Yeah, I'm positive too. Um, I'd recommend it, and if for the production values alone, like yeah. th this is a headphones album, P put up, yeah. put on your cans. It's important. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> I don't like. I mean, it grew on me. I didn't like it at first, and here I am talking about how I like it. Yeah, sounds like a positive. Yeah, I know Kyle. Yeah, positive, positive, positive for me. Let's get weird. Uh, next time we'll be talking about the go-betweens, 16 Lovers Lane. All right, thanks, y'all.